Bitcoin. Hello, Bitcoiners. This is Ansel Lindner with Bitcoin and Markets, your pal Bitcoin update for October 29th, 2017. Been a little while since I got one of these episodes out. I had laryngitis. I'm feeling better now. Uh, you know, my house, I have, I have four kids and they are just a petri dish for all of these things you know they always get sick and then i get sick and then i get the other one sick and then it just it takes a while to work its way through the house but we're feeling better there's no day off in bitcoin so i'm back let's let's hit the market update right away there's tons going on okay so for market prices right now we have bitstamp 5830 roughly Three-month futures, now this is OKCoin OK futures. I've, I've been messing around with some of the other futures contracts to look at this spread. Um, but the OKCoin OK futures, 5508 So that's about a $300 spread, a little bit more than $300. This got as high as $500 when I looked at it between Coinbase and OKCoin OK three-month futures. The one thing I like about this OKCoin OK one is that the price history rolls over. So uh, when I put it onto the chart... I can see the go back all the way on the price history. But when I do like BitMEX, uh, I had to pick a certain contract. So right now I'd pick the December contract and that only goes back like a month. So for the time being, this is what I'm using. And there is a little discrepancy in these prices right now because of this gigantic spread. And we are in backwardation. Um, that is the time where the futures, that is a time where the futures price is under the spot price. So you can sell uh, spot and buy futures if you can wait for that delivery. Even if you look at the week, the weekly contracts. Let's take a look at let's take a look at the Clark Moody's futures curve. Uh, even the weekly contract is on OKX is selling at fifty seven twenty nine, which is seventy five dollars under spot. So you can sell spot now and buy futures, get delivery at that time. Um, you know, the arbitrage's price. Um, I, I think that there's going to be a big shortage coming. To me, this kind of says that everybody's going to sell right now and buy this futures. And then when these, when these contracts come up for delivery, there's going to be a massive shortage on the market. Um, and that is, it was surprising. I tweeted out uh, when this spread was getting really big. I was like, oh man, the spread has dropped down to $400 and the spot price isn't moving because you know, people are arbitraging this. They're selling spot and buying futures. Um, and the price is not dropping. I mean, it's, it's hanging in there super strong. So I think this is a massively big sign for the coming, uh, couple weeks. This is going to snap back the other way. All right. What else? I put a few links in the show notes for you guys to check out the to Clark Moody's futures curve and also to uh, some backwardation information if you guys want to take a look at that. Okay, so another story out is Bcash. Bcash has been up 60% in the last two days from $300 all the way up to $500. Uh, and so that's actually like 65, 70%, right? Um, it's pretty funny to me. It's acting just like a shitcoin. You'll see a shitcoin get pumped up like a hundred percent in a day, and then it slowly trickles down. Hopefully, there's another uh, another bid somewhere in that downtrend, and it gets bid back up. But to me, this this the story here is that um, GBTC is going to be liquidating their Bcash, 
And so, uh, and, you know, turning over the profits. I don't know if they're going to be plussing up their Bitcoin holdings or if they're just going to be distributing the cash amount to their shareholders. But uh, they have about 180,000 Bitcoins, roughly, in that fund. Uh, and they'll be selling those. It, it seemed like over the next 90 days, the wording was, you know, uh, very financial kind of legalese stuff. And so it, to me, it wasn't super clear, but I expect maybe this price, like if I'm a big holder and I hold a lot of GBTC and I know that they're going to be selling my Bcash, well, uh, maybe I'd buy Bcash right now, right? At $300, pump the price up to 500, 600, 700 bucks. And so that when GBTC sells, they sell to me. I make that profit off of that, what I just did. And I make the distribution on the Bcash. I mean, it's a win-win for me as a big-time holder of GPTC to bid this this up. So I think there's a lot of market manipulation happening here. Of course, uh, that would probably be illegal if anybody would find out anything like that. But it makes total sense to me. And of course, Coinbase is going to be putting their Bcash supply out on the market. I mean, we're going to have a huge supply glut here pretty soon in Bcash. Because remember, most of these mining rewards are going to a couple addresses and for Bcash, and they have not sold. They're just stacking. So they're not covering their cost of mining yet. They're making a long play. How long? 90, 180 days maybe. They'll be holding that, hoping that it pumps up to a couple grand and then they can sell it. Right? So um, maybe after this big GPTC spike, maybe some of this mining reward starts getting sold off. I don't know. I mean, as soon as it would hit like anywhere in this range, five to 700 bucks, I would expect some holders to be selling. Uh, at, because the future is not bright. Okay, we see even now they're messing with the hash rate. That is not a way to build a good uh, business, a good service, a good currency. They're all about payments. Well, if I don't have a block for 12 hours, like that's not a way to build out an economy off something that doesn't have a block for 12 hours. So uh, long term, Bcash has not gotten better. It's probably every day it gets a little bit worse. And I just think there's some funny business going on with the prices here. The market cap for Bitcoin, 97 billion. The global market cap of the Bitcoin space is 172 billion. That leads to a maximalist price of 10,352. And all along with this maximalist price, I've been saying this is a stretch goal for Bitcoin, right? Because really Bitcoin, and now I've, I've been hearing a lot of people say this now. That Bitcoin underlies the entire quote-unquote crypto space. If the experiment that is Bitcoin would die, which a lot of people are trying really hard to do right now. If Bitcoin dies, the entire crypto space, the entire blockchain space goes down. Because the success, the success of Bitcoin validates blockchain. Don't get it twisted. That is the case. So, okay, on-chain volume for Bitcoin over the last 24 hours is... Oh, sorry, the... Yeah, on-chain volume for Bitcoin, sorry, over the last 24 hours, 1.8 billion. And the average transaction size on-chain is 3,115. This is really low to me. Um, I would expect this to be much higher, but, um, you know, people are holding right now. As you can see with the price, not biting off on these, this uh, backwardation, people are holding. So the, I would expect that average uh transaction size to go down but i want to see in the future of roughly a bitcoin i mean when bitcoin gets to like 100k and we see the average transaction size at 50,000, you know that's that's okay but you know we're gonna see very very high average transaction sizes on bitcoin 
difficulty had a huge jump. This uh, last retarget that happened a couple days ago, 20.4% increase. How do I explain this? I, I, th I think that, um, you know, mining or the hash rate, the difficulty is a lagging indicator. So the price jumps, uh, people can invest more into mining and they can pump up the hash rate. Their profits go up, they can invest more. And as the horizon looks more and more clear, then they're much, um, they're much more able to uh, invest wisely. But also we have all these efforts like this Russian mining effort that they want to have 30% of the hash rate by next year. You know, they're going to be adding hash rate like crazy. And Japan is adding hash rate like crazy and all these other people. Remember, this is going to become a kind of in line with a uh, business interest for the country, because if you can't have access to the Bitcoin network, the other countries can kind of sanction you. If they have miners, they, the governments would come in and say, we don't want you to validate transactions from these addresses. Okay. So uh, people will have to mine to keep from being quote-unquote sanctioned on the blockchain. Another aspect to this that I want to bring up is that as miners invest more money, they're more risk-averse, okay? And so with the upcoming fork, the 2x fork, you know, if my profit margin is much smaller on Bitcoin, I'm going to be less uh, willing to take the risk, especially when we look at the futures prices of the 2x coins. Uh, so uh, increase in hash rate, especially a drastically, you know, fast increasing hash rate to me is a net negative for any sort of fork that's going to happen. So that there, that is a very important aspect to look at uh, over the next couple weeks. Local Bitcoin's volume over the last seven days was $55 million transacted worth of Bitcoin. Obviously, Paxful was 10 million. These aren't all-time highs or anything, but they're very, very solid and pointing still in the right direction. They're right on this hockey stick. Um, you know, maybe in a couple months we'll look back at 55 and we'll be steady at like 75 or 85 million. So that's not, nothing to worry about here if it's not at all-time highs. Uh, so total public OTC data um, is about $65 million worth of Bitcoin transacted. The average OTC price now in U.S. dollars was 7000 280. So I would say that's a near-term goal, where the maximum price is kind of a stretch goal. This would be a near-term goal, 7,280. All right, that's all I have for fundamentals, guys. I, it's looking bright. I'm going to tweet out a couple images of my pitchfork that has been really working. I mean, the center line has acted as support all along here, so um, we'll see how this goes. I, I hope that uh, Sunday night we pump up. Bitcoin. Okay, Ledger X News. I, I've been looking at their volumes and stuff. They had, on the first week, this last week, they had $1.9 million uh, of volume for their one-day forward swaps. Okay? That's pretty good. They had Remember, they had $1 million for their week prior, which was their kind of uh, test week, their soft launch. They doubled that in the, in the first public week, and I expect that to grow week on week. And if you follow me on Twitter, I will be tweeting about that. BTC MRKTS is the handle on here they have other things too like they have a call option and a put option and the, the cost for that so the cost for a call option was 120 dollars on this last friday and a cost of a put option was two dollars huge discrepancy there all right next story is the rab uh, bad rabbit ransomware 
a link to this in the show notes. And um, it was, this is a new ransomware that was released through a Russian website targeting kind of Eastern Europe or Russian speaking uh, audience. So the Russian sphere of influence. And I immediately thought that this was an attack on Russian Bitcoin holdings. Um, it's, this is an interesting new wrinkle in Bitcoinization. So, you know, um, if you want to say target a country, target a regime of a country, you, uh, and their Bitcoin holdings, maybe of the people or whatever, you put out ransomware through, uh, some malware on their website or, some, uh, through a specific targeted website. You can see this in China. Like what if there was a way to drain gold reserves back to the West with ransomware? I mean, they would be doing it for sure. So the same thing will happen with Bitcoin and people's security needs to be uh, rock solid on this. And it's just going to, you know, so this came out a couple of days ago. I expect the, the demand for this. They were demanding um, 0.05 Bitcoins to unlock your computer, <coughs> roughly $300 or so, $400, right? And uh, so I expect this, this demand to hit the market here pretty soon. And people, you know, as soon as they can get money wired to the exchanges, they'll start buying Bitcoin and uh, we'll see the effect on the price. But every time this happens, people have to buy Bitcoin. And then after another week or so, the attackers might be selling Bitcoin. And it's not like huge, huge numbers here we're talking about. Like with this WannaCry, wasn't it? It was only a few thousand Bitcoins it ended up being. Which in the grand scheme of things isn't that much, but... Um, you know, there's always this, this pressure, this constant buy pressure from this ransomware. Bitcoin. Okay. So we, in this two X debate, let's go over this two X stuff real quick. Uh, bottom line is I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it at all. I was on Bitcoin Meister's show on Friday with Giacomo from, um, it's not blockchain labs anymore. It's a BHB network, I think, and over there in Milan, Man, he is one of my favorite guys in the space. He is so smart and he is so funny. Uh, just great to listen to. And, and it was an honor to meet him and be on the show with him. So that's great. But um, we talked about this governance stuff. We talked about S2X. We talked about Jeff Garzik and how this project is just turning into a laughing stock. For anybody that is paying attention, um, you're not worried about this because nobody in their right mind would follow one developer that just launched an ICO or is about to launch an ICO that depends on forks. It's, it's gotten to another level of ridiculousness, but we see this now they're pushing, pushing, pushing this narrative out. I see the censorship stuff coming out a lot um, more in the last couple of days, which censorship moderation is not censorship. If you want to cry about one subreddit uh, moderating the content, you're a crybaby. It's a weak, weak argument. And every time I see that, I'm like, man, they have a weak argument if they have to say, oh, I'm being censored. Because guess what? The dot com in Bitcoin is owned by one of these hostile uh, forkers, one of these people that are trying to take over Bitcoin. So the top level domain that has a forum and a news site and the number two subreddit for Bitcoin, they're all owned and run by advocates of 2X and Bcash. You are not being censored. Your ideas can get out there. What they're, what they're crying about is that just nobody gives a shit about them. Nobody, like, nobody's idea, nobody's comment deserves to be respected right off the bat, right? Like, it has to earn respect. 
and they're crying that people, you know, aren't buying their talking points. They're crying about it. That's this whole thing behind censorship. Moderation is not censorship. There is no censorship. The next thing I hear a lot now is governance. They're bringing this back up. This might be the new attack. After 2X goes away, after 2X fails, we, we will see all of these, oh, we need better governance. We need to have a BIP that puts in governance. We need a hard fork governance onto Bitcoin. Don't bite off on that. Bitcoin's governance model is its consensus. Every 10 minutes, there's a vote on the consensus rules. It's very hard to change by design. That is a feature, not a bug. Governance is an attack vector. Politics is an attack vector. You don't want to put governance and politics on the network in code. That's ridiculous. The way Bitcoin is upgraded, anybody can propose an upgrade. Anyone. If it becomes popular, people will download it and run it. If it's not popular, the people will whine about it. No, yeah, they will whine about it, but people won't download it and run it. it, it these ideas must stand on their own. You must convince with logic and reason and testing and simulations. You don't perform tests on a $100 billion network live. Let's switch on this test and see if it fucking works. That's bullshit. You're attacking Bitcoin. And everybody knows it. Uh, I tweeted out, I thought it was funny that, you know, we first heard, oh, we have 95% of miners, all these businesses, we have consensus. And now they've been able to, uh, you know, move that, slowly change the narrative to most accumulated work. We have Coinbase and Gemini and some other people out there coming out saying that they will call the most accumulated work Bitcoin or the most accumulated work chain, not the most valid work, but the most accumulated work as Bitcoin. So that means that if something is 51%, if Bitcoin is 51% attacked and the, the hostile chain is six blocks longer, that's Bitcoin according to Coinbase and Gemini. It's bullshit. And Satoshi's vision, it's even in the white paper he talks about this. I mean, I'm not, I'm not appealing to authority. I just think that if they are going to go that way, you know, it's clear as day in the white paper. So they've slowly moved these goalposts from we have 95% consensus to the most accumulated work because they know that they're losing miners. It's down below 80%. Let me check what the hash rate is right now. Okay, it's down to um, 84% signaling. Over the last thousand blocks, several other mining pools have stopped um, signaling for it. And it, remember, Bitfury said if there's going to be two coins, they're not going to support 2x. I think we're going to see a lot of minor defections coming in the next couple weeks. I mean, we're down to what, about 20 days or so. So I see, gonna see, I think we're going to see a lot of these miners start defecting. And I mean, when we get down to 60%, 55%, then this, you know, then we see why they started talking about accumulated hash rate or accumulated uh, difficulty. Because if they can 51% the network for 48 hours, they're going to be, they're going to say that they are the true Bitcoin, which is BS. Let them hear it. Sell. Uh, look at the, I mean, the miners aren't going to be stupid here. 
The futures are still trading. Let me, God, I got to pull that up too. Let me see. What are the futures trading at? We're still down for the, the, the two X features down at 0.14. And there's no sign of life here. So our miners going to be mining this, mining a coin that's going to be, you know, a thousand dollars, nor are they going to be mining a coin at $6,000. It's simple, simple decision. They're, they're going to lose. And I'm super, super confident that they're going to lose. We don't need to run these experiments. Bitcoin. So that's all I have for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Ansel Linder. This is Bitcoin and Markets. If you'd like to support the show, go to Bitcoin, uh, patreon.com forward slash Bitcoin and Markets. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Thanks for listening.